Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes, to join the waitlist for our new AI platform. We're going to be launching an incredible platform that allows you to build anything you want with workflows um, in AI. So you're able to chain together ChatGPT and image generators and audio generators to make really powerful apps for your organization, or you can host them on our marketplace and actually generate royalties from them. So make sure to go to AIbox.ai and join the waitlist. In addition, if you like the podcast, if you could do me a massive favor and please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. Today on the podcast, we're going to be covering three major stories in AI. The first is the fact that some are saying $4.4 trillion is going to be added annually because of AI to the global economy. The second is that Synthesia, the video platform, has just raised $90 million in a Series C round. I'm going to break that down, what they're planning on doing with it, and some interesting anecdotal stories. The third one is that the EU has just passed some AI regulation. So we're going to break down what is happening in the EU with that regulation and where we expect to see that in the future. So the first report we're looking at is coming out of McKinsey. According to their most recent report, Generative AI has a potential to add around $4.4 trillion of value to the global economy every single year. And what's really interesting is this report also suggests that by 2030 to 2060, around half of all work could be automated. The power of generative AI has really accelerated this entire forecast um, compared to a lot of their previous predictions that they have made. The area McKinsey is saying will be disrupted the most, they say, is that this is really going to challenge the attainment of multi-year degree credentials. And that means that knowledge workers are probably going to be the people that take the biggest career hit in this situation. So that's really interesting. The next story we want to cover today is the fact that the EU has recently passed some AI regulation laws. And this is essentially just a draft law, so this is not uh, necessarily in action. But um, they've made some pretty big strides because essentially... They had a vote and the, the law's final version um, is going to now be negotiated in the different branches of the EU. And they're hoping to reach an agreement on this by the end of the year, right? The EU definitely takes a long time to work on these kind of laws. And I mean, this is probably, this one probably has some big implications. So I'm not, you know, criticizing the, the time too much uh, necessarily. But I will say that one of the key takeaways on this is probably the fact that uh, the proposed legislation essentially mandates pre-market assessments for generative AI systems like ChatGPT, and it also advocates for prohibiting real-time facial recognition. Now, real-time facial recognition, um, I think that uh, prohibiting that personally, I'm, an, I'm a fan of. I don't really like the idea that I could be walking around, uh, you know, downtown and there's cameras that have facial recognition and determine who I am and what stores I'm walking into and then create some sort of profile on me based off of that. I prefer the privacy. Um of course, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, companies like banks or other things would uh, use that in real time to try to assess threats. Uh, there's a bunch of different like pros and cons and different use cases some people will argue for or against. In any case, the one that I think is really interesting because this is one that has been talked about in the U.S., but the proposed legislation would mandate pre-market assessments for generative AI systems like ChatGPT, a.k.a. every time a new AI company wants to come out with a new product, uh, they would have to have a pre-market assessment for this. Now, there's pros and cons to this. The pros are, you know, let's say there's a really dangerous AI system and this is going to kind of slow down 
um, that AI system for, from coming to market or it's going to get flagged or people are going to be able to look at it and hopefully, you know, keep AI more safe. The con is, uh, you know, a lot of people will say um, if there's an AI that like, okay, so theoretically, like, let's say you create an AI and it's like a super open AI and it will criticize the government and it will criticize everything and everyone and it doesn't have a lot of checks and balances on it, right, for example. Um, something like that, there's no way it would ever get past a system like this. And so technically for censorship and, you know, freedom of speech laws, uh, you can imagine why some people would be for this and why the government would be against it. Anything that would criticize them probably wouldn't get passed. So, you know, there's pros and cons. Um, and we'll leave it up to the regulators and people in their you know, jurisdictions to decide what happens there. But it'll be an interesting thing to follow. The third story we want to talk about today is the fact that Synthesia has just raised $90 million. And this is actually a very, very interesting raise because they said they weren't actually looking to raise money. They said they were a self-sufficient company. Apparently, they have over 50,000 customers. They have, uh, you know, a couple hundred employees. Um, and so what's interesting about this is they actually launched back in 2017. Um, there was a group of AI researchers that kind of put this company together. And since then, they've grown it into a really powerful company. If you've ever seen it before, essentially, you can go on there. Um, you know, you can type in a script and you can have a virtual AI person reading the script, talking, and they're on the screen. And so this company is really useful. I've used it for a number of different use cases myself. Um, a lot of people use this for like, uh, for, you know, explainer videos, it's, it's a lot more personable than just having like, you know, for example, an AI voice, it's a lot cheaper than having to have an actual person sit down in a studio and record it, record a video explaining something. So I think it has like, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good use case company of all the AI video companies. I think that they are number one, they're doing it the best. And of course, they're not perfect. The, the technology is new, and it's getting better. Um, when I looked at it, you know, uh, a few, you know, I think it was six months ago or so, um, I was using it quite a bit and I found they have like a whole bunch of different characters you can choose from from but I found that there was only one that seemed like it had really been refined and polished and actually could be passable as humans where the other ones were a little bit um, you know not quite as not quite as good now I've seen this used in a lot of different ways I've seen entire TikTok channels using the Synthesia uh, and there's like a person talking to you know the TikTok channel about all the different stuff and it's literally just an AI person so I think that it's uh, it, it is definitely a very cool company. Now, what's interesting with this raise is that apparently, um, so this is their Series C. They raised ninety million dollars, and it was led by Acel um, and Nvidia. That Kleiner Perkins, uh, GV, First Smart Capital, MMC. So I think what's really interesting is that is that uh, this brings how much they've raised total to one hundred and fifty six million dollars. Um, and now their startup has hit a $1 billion valuation, which is up about $300 million since December 2021, meaning they had a $700 million valuation in December 2021, which is when valuations by and large like peaked. So a lot of companies, you know, they haven't been trying to raise money since. And a lot of companies have been expected their valuations will have tanked quite a bit, I think, uh, with exception to AI companies that were, you know, pretty big, pretty powerful, and they're kind of industry leaders um, in their in their given niche. And, uh, and now I think with the whole AI boom, those companies are going to see a big jump. And I do think it's like, you know, interesting. A lot of people um, would have like, it's not crazy to think that this company could have like 2x or 10x uh, in that time. And so the fact that it's only up, you know, around 30% uh, since uh, the end of 2021. So essentially in the last year and a half, 
um, means that they did get a pretty good valuation when they last raised and they're just, I don't know, they're, they're benefiting from the AI boom for sure. Their CEO and co-founder, Victor Rebelli, he told TechCrunch that uh, Synthesia is a sustainable business. They weren't looking for additional investment, but Acel and NVIDIA approached the company um, with a very compelling offer. In addition to those 50,000 customers I mentioned earlier, he said, we don't disclose revenue figures at this time, but the company has a year-over-year -year user growth rate of 456% and over 15 million videos generated on the platform today. Something that's interesting, Synthesia's had a little bit of controversy around, you know, some people are worried that it's going to be used to generate deep fakes. Um, some people are worried that it's uh, going to be used to sway, you know, election elections and different things by creating content i mean at the end of the day uh, i don't see how that's that much different than just hiring a voice actor on fiverr or somewhere else to read off a script um, another thing that is interesting and important to note is the fact that synthesia doesn't just um you know the people that are on there they're they're like avatars obviously are people that have signed the consent for them to you know create these ai versions of people and their actors that they've paid and gotten the rights and licenses to use their you know, their image and whatever. Um, and so it's not like this is a platform that you can just upload anyone and create a, a talking head video or a deep fake of any person. I did see in the past they had a off, they had like a, they had something that you could, like a feature or a tool, a product where essentially you could go to a studio and they had a special script that you would record in a special type of studio with a green screen. Um, and they would be able to take that recording that you do, high def recording, and they would be able to train an AI model for you. So if you wanted to have an AI model of yourself uh, talking and, and you know, be able to use that for your company or something else, um, they had that option. I'm not sure if that's still available. But I think in any case, uh, the likelihood of, you know, you know, the whole deep fake thing is not very likely considering that's not really part of their business. Um, but what they do say is that they have an entire team that is kind of uh, like they have a disinformation team, which essentially suspends accounts that violate their terms of service. And they currently prohibit political, sexual, personal, criminal and discriminatory content. Um, and they said that apparently this, you know, this big investment that they're going to be doing or they're taking on for the Series C, they're going to be putting towards making uh, the avatars on the platform more expressive. Um, and they're going to be making the whole platform more faster and more collaborative, which I'm assuming the collaborative is, you know, adding things like um, workspaces so that organizations and companies can kind of work together on the platform. I think it's going to be really interesting to see um, from that use case, right? Like they're going to, their avatars are going to be more expressive. The platform is going to be faster. It's going to be more collaborative. They really didn't need to take this money, but I think they obviously got a really good offer from NVIDIA. Um, and they saw this as an opportunity to grow. Now, why would NVIDIA approach a company and just offer to give them $90 million with a handful of other investors? I think um, right now in AI, we're seeing you know, a new AI company, a new AI product coming out every single day. And I think these larger companies, you know, someone like NVIDIA, who's reached a trillion dollar market cap, they have a ton of new money that, they're, that is being generated from this. And I think NVIDIA specifically wants to plow their money into companies that are going to use more computing power and going to propel the AI industry forward because they know um, they're going to make a lot of money on the back end of increased AI use. So I think they're looking for the winners. They're looking for the current category winners, right? They don't have to go and find a brand new startup um, and hope it works out. They want to find someone that's already doing well, like Synthesia. Um, they want to give them more money to just expand what they're doing, maybe do more marketing. And essentially, they just want Synthesia to use more computational power um, so that 
NVIDIA is going to be the winner when it comes to a lot of these chips and a lot of the infrastructure that propels these AI platforms forward. So I think this is a really interesting investment strategy for NVIDIA. I think this is also a good way for venture capitalists to find winners and put money into those as they know there's only a certain amount of AI companies that are going to become the mega winners from this AI boom. And so they are looking at people that are already ahead. Not to say some of these new and upcoming people won't be able to surpass or beat them, but this is kind of how they're hedging their bets at the moment. So I think this is going to be an interesting area to follow. I would be super curious to see if Synthesia sees any um, like substantial product platform upgrades and changes. I remember a funny story. Uh, I used them maybe a year ago and I was actually getting them. I had a podcast that was an AI podcast. It was before I realized there was a bunch of platforms that you could just uh, get you put a script in and have it just read and get an audio file. So I was making videos because Synthesia's, um, Synthesia's audio was actually pretty good. Like it sounded very realistic. In any case, I, I made an account, I think it was, you know, 30 bucks a month or something. And it was at a time where they hadn't really set a limit to how much you could use it. So I went and created, you know, 30 podcasts in a week um, that were, oh, I had a VA do it, but I had them create like 30 podcasts in a week. And each one was like, you know, five to 10 minutes long. Uh, reading these different scripts and uh, anyways I got an email from Synthesia saying that they had shut down my account and if so pretty much when you create these they're stored on their account and we would download them and, and post them so I'd already gotten the content off of it um, and at that point it literally did say that it was unlimited but I guess they realized that unlimited wasn't very sustainable so they changed their policy in any case they shut down my account and said that if I would like access to my account I had to pay them $2,700 for the usage that week so of course I found another platform but I thought that was pretty funny in any case really cool company they are doing well I'll be curious to see if they can make some big strides in improving these models I definitely think there's a lot of room for improvement um, and I'm hoping with $90 million, they're going to be able to make these things a lot more realistic and lifelike and uh, more useful for businesses. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.